Hello and welcome to this IBR Business Profile, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 89th edition of our program, which aired during the second weekend of September 2021, we introduced you to Austin McNabb of VisiPay, which was founded in central Iowa four years ago. And in that short time, they have become a major national player in reinventing how small businesses process payments, so much so that they are soon moving to a new set of offices in Waukee. You may have seen their social media posts on the project. I spoke with Austin McNabb via Zoom on Thursday, September 9th. He was in a conference room at their future headquarters. VISI stands for to examine or review closely in Scottish. And my last name and my, my background is kind of Scottish. I'm a mixed puppy, if you would. So VISI, and then you add pay, which is the payment space. Uh, we decided to kind of put those together and create VISI pay. VisiPay is a payment processor. So what we have done is we enable small to mid-sized businesses. So our focus is not Chicago. Our focus is not San Francisco. Our focus is Deer River, Iowa, Fort Dodge, Atlantic, Iowa. You know, even Des Moines is technically small because we're not a metropolitan like Chicago, right? So our goal is to build technologies for small business owners that are simplistic, taking them from the old cash register days to actually to the next level without it being too robust, being complicated or being too expensive, which most most of them fall into that trap. We give them options to eliminate what they pay for processing through our technology, which most companies in our industry don't have the technology to do with that, that we do. And to top that off, our focus is opposite than most of the big companies in our business. They're focused on the large, big accounts, but we care less for those. We actually are fully focused on the small to mid-sized businesses throughout the United States. We consider it the backbone of America. And that's what we focus on. And we build all our technology, all our programs, all our sales representation across 50 states focuses just on that. And that's why I think we've done so well. And we've done it all in good old Iowa, so even better. For some of those other processors, I suppose they're going for volume, right? They'll go to one store that has a huge volume of sales, and that's how they make it work. You're going through longitudinal volume, if you will. You're trying to pick up all of this certain market. So how can you do it? What is distinctive about your business model, your technology that allows you to make that cost effective for a small business owner and yet also profitable for VisiPay? If you look at a lot of the the big payment processing companies in the United States, think guys like Square or Toast, these big guys. By the way, great technology. It's awesome for their clientele, but it's very robust, meaning that you have to spend a lot of money to build out that technology to be robust for the needs of the clientele they're going after. Well, with us, we don't need as much money as those guys do because we can build out technology at a smaller cost. Number one, we're doing it based out of Iowa. So the cost of living here is a lot different than California or Chicago or some of these big tech hubs, if you would, right? So our technology doesn't have to be that robust. Therefore, we don't have to charge as much. And that allows us to give it a cost-effective way to these small business owners when we build out the technology, plus the programs that we have help them eliminate their processing fees entirely. So a guy in Deer River, Iowa, that was paying $500 a month in processing, that individual, we can go in there and actually eliminate that entirely with our technology that we have created. And that actually helps out because that's a big P&L line item. And most businesses' P&L at the end of the year, it says credit card fees. You know what I mean? I mean, it's there. It's a percentage of their business. And it's anywhere between 2.8 to 4%. And if you go into smaller markets, 
not only are they the most taken advantage of because they don't know the difference, because they just know what they know. Oh, that sounds like a small rate. Cool, let's sign up. Because, they just, because the auto repair shop in Deer River, Iowa, he doesn't know the difference because he's good at fixing cars, you know, and we're good at what we do. So he just believes what I'm saying, and that person is probably either taught to sell that way because they don't know any different, or they just do it because they can. And we just are against that kind of mindset in our business. So we want to enable that owner to have options to eliminate those and provide them technology at a cost-effective price per month so they're not stuck between a rock and a hard place nor long-term contracts, right? So I think that's something that's very important for us to do and focus on for these small business owners because there's no voice for them, really. The voice for them is complaining to their current processor, which half the time they don't care, but we do. I've been doing this for 18 years, right, uh, Jeff? So I've seen all the goods. I've seen all the bads. I know what to do, what not to do based on my experience. And I want to do it the right way. You know, our company is built on three whys. Why is company culture. That's why we're such a, I think that's why we do so well as a company. Transparency at every level. The people selling our product services, our clients and our employees. And thirdly, being the voice of small business owners. So we have a Look Local First initiative that focuses on giving back to the small business owner by buying from them. Our technology is built out for them. You know, we beat the drum of the small business owner, which their voice is stuck in the River, Iowa, while our voice can hit 50 states or further because we have that presence now in the payment space. How did you get interested in this? You said this has been your career for a couple of decades. How did you get involved with this entire genre? to get you to where you are today, speaking to us so that the audience knows from a brand new facility that you folks are moving into very soon, just showing how much this business has grown in a short time. BusyPay has been around for four years. We went from one employee to 63 now, walking into this new new office a little bit over four years. We did it all in homegrown Iowa, which that's why we love. Now our clientele is across 50 states, but we employ all Iowans, W2s here in-house. But when they first found me, I was 18 years old when I got in this business. So I, I live it, I breathe it, I bleed the payment space. I know like the back of my hand, and this is what I've done for uh, most of my, actually my whole entire adult life. Now before that, I had stents and Best Buy and GameStop as a younger. I was selling egg rolls door-to-door at 12 and for my mother. You know, I was, I was selling candy door-to-door at 13, 14. My childhood wasn't the greatest ever. So I always kind of had to learn and adapt accordingly. And this industry is kind of like that. You have to learn and adapt and you have to deal with the bullies, if you would, in our business, because there's a lot of them. Because they're thinking about the big money while we're thinking about if we can bulk help everyone we can in small markets, the money will come by itself. We don't need to hit home runs every sale. I think about a small business or I think about what I do. For example, sometimes I'll do a speaking appearance. People may want to buy copies of a book or a DVD that I produced. Up until about five years ago or thereabouts, It was cash only because I didn't have a credit card machine. Well, then Square technology was devised, and you look at it and you say, okay, I can plug this little device into my phone, but I've got to give them a certain amount, and I trade that for convenience, right? What you're doing is giving another option. And in my world, I either would use the PayPal device, the Square device. Those were my options for, in essence, kind of a road trip. What you're doing is saying to a business owner, there's another way of doing it. Because, again, some of us of a certain age remember the knuckle buster uh, credit yeah. card machines and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and, we, and we just assumed, you know, okay, fine. We give up 3% of our sales for convenience. You're talking about just an entirely different model 
that frankly helps us budget better as a new small business because the line item is consistent, right? Absolutely. But think about this. A lot of business owners, when they start their business, they're entrepreneurs. They're risk takers by trade because they can lose everything if they fail. And, and, and unfortunately, we've seen a lot of failure in my career in the business world, but we know that that's a risk they're taking. When they start their business, let's say the Mexican restaurant, they're thinking about, okay, how do we pay for employees? How do we pay for the light bill? How do we pay for the rent? How do we pay for the tortilla, the chips? All that stuff, and they kind of create their own pricing to make it worthwhile for them to do business. But what they always forget is credit card processing fees, which is between 3 to 4%, right? They always forget that because that's not something they're thinking of in their head, which is fine. They use less credit cards 10 years ago than they do today. You know, 18 years ago, they use a lot less credit cards than they do today, right? Credit cards now becoming a dominant force, which is over 90% of some of these businesses' transactions are credit cards. We help them get ahead of the problem. It takes a little extra work, but what we do is we work with them to include the processing fees into their pricing. I go back to the Mexican restaurant. You know, the burrito that you used to see on the menu used to be $10, right? Well, when I use cash, that restaurant gets $10. When I use my credit card, they do not get $10. They get $9.60 or $9.70, right? So they never get that $10. What we're trying to do is make sure for cash or credit, they get their $10. So we work with them to include it into the pricing so they properly increase their prices, let's say $10.40. So if I walk in there and I use a credit card at the end of the day, we have a technology that isolates the increase that they did in the pricing and it drops that $10.40 to $10. So they get $10 for a credit card transaction. They also, at the same time, if I walk in and use cash, oh, look, you use cash. I'm going to give you a discount now, 4%. And now it's back to $10. So they get $10 for both credit and they get it for cash as well, right? Mm-hmm. And we enable them to utilize that technology by incorporating their inventory or their menus into our technology. And it automatically does it increase for them. So they're not thinking very much. And it also has a technology to apply the cash discount when there's cash being used. We eliminate the thought process for the waitresses or waiters, the owner, during this process. And at the end of the day, now they're always ahead of the game instead of behind the game. And I think now when they ever raise their prices because food gets high or this gets high, whatever, well, credit card processing is no longer their liability. It's mine. I have to pay to a cost that goes up twice a year. If that goes up, that's my problem now because we've already worked with them to increase it into their pricing. So the, the days of rate increases... The days of extra annual fees and all that BS that happens in our business, it disappears because now it's my problem, not theirs. I'm not going to go ever back to them to raise the rates. There's no need to. We've already incorporated it into the pricing. And we've built all our technology to allow them to do it in a seamless manner for the cash discount portion and for the increase portion. And a lot of people are very open to it. A little extra work, but a little extra work to save themselves thousands or sometimes if they're bigger clients hundreds of thousands like in the des moines markets people could save six figures for some of the bigger locations locally which we have a lot of the bigger locations you know we understand that concept and that's where our technology we have diligently built out that separates ourselves from our competitors Uh, they usually are using third parties or they're doing it a different way we're doing it in a way that it's inside the pricing and i think that's very important now and again if it's someone listening in the midwest iowa the adjacent states if they have an issue they're calling somebody in their own area code or their own time zone, and they're, they're not going to get the so-called big corp treatment. They're actually going to get to talk to somebody who's sitting in the Des Moines metro area, essentially. Yeah. Yep. So our big thing is I'm from San Diego, so I'm from California initially. Mm-hmm. 
I had a stint here when I was younger as a kid, when my mom and my stepfather were together. And that was in Cedar Rapids, right? And then I ended up moving back when I was 17 because, of, of course, a girl broke up and my heart was broken. I moved back to, and I had a couple friends I was still talking to, whatever. Blessing in disguise. I ended up meeting my wife when she was going to Iowa State. Everything went well for me. I had three beautiful children, a wonderful wife. I've grown to love Iowa because Iowa is such great people and they're hard workers. A lot of people, when they think of Iowa, you almost have to tell them we do have paved roads. Like they're not all gravel and they're not all dirt. We, we actually have street lights and it's not potatoes, it's corn. You know what I mean? Like, and I think the difference in when we decided to start here is I didn't want to take this to a tech hub. I wanted to make Iowa a tech hub. I wanted to make Waukee that we're moving to. I wanted to make that a place where we could take people from Iowa, Iowa State, you and I, these colleges, or even the surrounding areas, bring them into the payment space because you don't send people to college for payments, right? You don't teach that in college. You teach them a lot of other things. So we want to bring them into our space to have new minds, new creativity, new innovation. And I think Iowa provides that. Not only do we provide that, but cost of living, great school systems. So we can also bring people outside of Iowa into Iowa. And I would never in a million years take this company and take it elsewhere because of those reasons. And we also bootstrap our company. No outside investment whatsoever. We bootstrap it from scratch. And if I would have took that concept or that mindset anywhere else, I would have had to give away a lot of the company because in California, I got to pay someone six figures just to breathe in my office to be survived, mm -hmm. you know? And that's just is what it is. And that's okay. But now we're, we've enabled ourselves now going from one employee four years ago to 63. And we, now we have a proven track record that it works. Iowa works. Bringing FinTech to Iowa works. We're having good, hardworking, creative, intelligent individuals in Iowa works. They're there. And I think that's why we're so passionate about being here in Waukee and this Iowa in general. So you're four years in. Let's say, Austin, that you and I talk in five years. Where is this genre going to be? Where is your company going to be in five years? Well, you know, we've always talked about getting into mergers and acquisitions. You know, we want to, you know, get into niche markets and, you know, people building out cool software for, let's say, trucking companies that no one thinks of or, or HVAC companies or whatever it may be. We want to start buying small software companies out and incorporating it into our world and then building kind of a, a niche marketplace for different types of niches that we choose to do so over the years to come. And having companies maybe similar to us that are smaller than us merge into us and fly our flag, busy pay flag. We're very, in this industry, it's very common to hide behind the curtains because they don't want you to look behind it. Us, we're very vocal, as you've noticed, and just because you mentioned my under the desk workmanship the other day um, when I was doing the office, we're very upfront in your face on social media on every level, and we're not afraid. We're not afraid of who we are. We're not afraid of what we stand for. And if you peel the curtains back, you're gonna get the same company you get up front and the back. And I think that's why we, as a company, can excel at number one. And that's what we want to kind of continue to do is change the payment space. Instead of used car salesmen are here, we ended up below them when it comes down to the stereotypes, right? right. And that kind of sucks. After 18 years, it kind of sucks. We had to slip where stereotype is kind of a cheesy, slimy business. And reality, we're not. If you actually have the right people running the right companies thinking this way. And there's a handful of companies, don't get me wrong, that are out there like that, like us. But I think we're the most vocal, if you would. And in five years from now, I think a lot of people are going to want to fly the busy pay flag because if you look us up online, and you probably have done this already, or I wouldn't probably be on the show if we were scumbags, right? Um, is you probably won't find much bad. And I am proud of that, right? There's minuscule stuff that we address head on, but not much bad things you can find. 
because we are making sure that we are solutions driven for the small business owner. And I think people are seeing it and it's kind of rubbing off on them. So that's going to open the door for us in three, four, five years to acquire companies. These are going to be open to working with a company that has a good name behind them, doing the right thing for uh, small business owners in maybe their niche market. And I think that's a great selling point to those companies down the road. We started a Look Local First initiative. If you look up LLF or Look Local First online, Facebook, you'll see a lot of us. And we treat it as a separate entity. So we actually promote small business owners across the United States for free, regardless if you're our client or not. Look Local First, I would definitely look that up online. Um, that's something that's really big for us. Is it, we don't profit from it. Every dime we make from that program, because we sell shirts and hats and masks and all that cool stuff. All that money goes back into advertising to promote small business owners through either spotlighting or marketing materials, whatever it may be. Um, I think that's key. Right behind Look Local First is one of the technologies we built out. I was speaking about on a Clover POS system. If, you, if you're on the call and you're a business owner, you probably know what the white devices are. They're called Clover in a lot of the spaces throughout the United States. We have just launched that to not just our clients. Any client that has a business can use now our app because we want to further help small business owners and kind of practice what we preach so they don't actually have to process credit cards through us. They can go through anyone they want but still utilize our technology to help their business even if it's not with us. Everyone wins, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to give back to the business owners, giving them options so they can put that money that they're saving back into you know, more employees so, so they can better train them, more products and services to better help their consumer. It's full circle for us. So that's kind of what our focus is. Austin McNabb of VisiPay, online at VisiPay.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at VisiPay. That's spelled V-I-Z-Y. P-A-Y. The Iowa Business Report, radio program and podcast is presented by Advance Iowa, the state of Iowa's comprehensive consulting program designed to work with mid-sized companies to enhance their growth. Online at AdvanceIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.